This is the Pipkin and Turnbull Show. This is episode 29. It is November 12th, 2020. And yes, we do have a roaring crowd in the background cheering us on today. So, But in all reality, if you hear a chihuahua barking or a little girl screaming like that, uh, that is, you're not going insane. Uh, that's what you're actually hearing in the background. So anyways, we have an awesome uh, day planned out and a lot of new things happening um, around mm-hmm. the college football world and the NFL world. So Jamie, what are we going to be talking about today? All right, so today we're going to continue our um, breakdown of NFL divisions with the um, NFC West. Um, we'll look at p- potential wild cards, who's going to win the division, uh, and we'll just uh, break that down for you guys. And then, um, you know, the the world has been uh, swarmed by um, coronavirus, and so a lot of SEC teams have postponed their games um, due to positive tests. Um, and so we'll look at and discuss, should they be rescheduled or, um, should they just be canceled? Um, and then, um, we'll end the show with the best and worst things and give you guys some matchups to look forward to, uh, this weekend. So with that, Caleb, yeah. Uh, the NFC man, West, there's a, there's a lot to talk about. Uh, we were saying earlier when we were getting ready for the show today, man, there's a lot to, uh, consider when it comes to this division. And listen, I mean, what, what's crazy about this division in particular, we look at San Francisco. I mean, they were in the Super Bowl last I mean, this year. <laughs> Technically yeah. this year uh, mm-hmm. against the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, and then they're last in their division right now. So that kind of gives you the idea of, um, like, there's still a lot of things to be settled in this division. And, and as we look, and, and this, you know, this division consists of Seattle, Arizona, the Rams, and San Francisco. And really what's crazy yeah. about this division um, is all year, I mean, besides Seattle, I mean, it's been been up and down battle for each one of these teams. I mean, but they, they really, um, their winning percentages are good. I mean, for each and every team, the only uh, losing team right now is San Francisco at four and five. Uh, yeah. You know, so uh, those are, you know, when I first think about the NFC US, that's what I was kind of thinking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, yeah. The the NFC West is, is it's. I, I think it's the toughest division, um, in football. With we just don't know who um, who who's gonna win it. You know, you've obviously got your favorites in Seattle and Arizona is making some noise as well. Um, and then you can't count out the Rams. And all, all San Francisco has to do is get healthy and get hot. You know, and so, um, this is a hard division to really. Uh, look at I could definitely see um, two teams from this division in the playoffs um, I think it'd be crazy if we didn't um, see two teams from this division uh, that being Seattle and Arizona um, it, it's just it, it's a it's a crazy crazy division just looking at their numbers um you know and uh, this this website that we're using um, has them as the fifth overall and I, I don't agree with that I, I don't I don't think I could find four divisions that are stronger than this division right now. Um, you know, but I, and just the players that are in this division um, are amazing. You know, Wilson obviously being the top of that, um, of all those. But um, I, I really love this division um, just from 
just the stats to the competition. I mean, we saw last year uh, Seattle and San Francisco, I, I think, had the best game of all of all last year when they, uh, what was it, San Francisco stopped them on, like, the one-yard line. Yeah. You know, at the end of the season last year. Um, you know, and that's just kind of what this division comes down to. Each of their games are like that. You know, um, they're they're strong games, um, just you know, very always competitive. And I really like that this that this year that their the records are so close um, that um, we can't really declare a winner yeah. right now um, because anything can happen, um, and you know. Yeah. anything can change and that's what i love about and, this and the thing, I, and, I, and the only thing i would say is i i the, the only thing about this division is it's a very competitive division but yeah i mean the only reason that we may have a dominant team is because of russell wilson but i wouldn't you know yeah. that that's my only problem with this division is i really don't know how strong they are yet you know, because their mm-hmm. best, to me, their best overall player and th- their greatest strength in Seattle is Russell Wilson. But, you know, yeah. this past week with, 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 with what we saw when they played against Buffalo, I mean, there was a ton of problems. I mean, Seattle had a yeah. bunch of offensive line problems. Um, we hadn't seen mm-hmm. Russ under that kind of pressure, and he still almost was bringing them back to... to have a chance against Buffalo. I mean, there's there's a lot of question marks on this Seattle team. Um, Arizona yeah. losing to Miami. Um, you know, mm. I had the the only reason is I had the same feeling with with Arizona is there is a lot of question marks still. Even you know, part of me was around their offense because, uh, you know, Kyler and the rest it just at times did not mesh. It didn't flow. It was like Kyler, just take off and try to do what you can do. I mean, that's what I felt yeah. like with that Arizona offense at times. Um, yeah. You know, what's weird about the LA Rams, just looking at them right now is that their strength instead of their offense, which, you know, was their Super Bowl year. Um, they, they had a mm. decent defense, but now it's kind of, you know, in a good shift is, is their defense is becoming, has, has gotten a lot better, but you still got Jared Goff in that offense that, you know, at times just cannot produce any points at all and, and puts that whole team into a bad predicament, uh, which is weird because you think of Sean McVay, you know, his, his first two years at LA, he's the next Bill Belichick. He's the next great yeah. coach that we have for the NFL. You want the next Sean McVay and his offense. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's and San Fran. Uh, you you know, uh, to be honest with you, I I think Kyle Shanahan has done a great job. I mean, and and this Forty ers team has fought for him. Uh, you look at all mm-hmm. the injuries, everything. You know, losing guys in free agency. I've honestly mm-hmm. like uh, if 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 those things weren't happening, they may be leading this division. So I mean, I give big yeah. kudos to this Forty ers team because they. They fought in every game where I was like, man, they have no shot in winning this. And they, they come out and play an yeah. aggressive. So I want to, you know, and then that's what we were talking about is like, it, it's hard to tell where this division will be at because technically right mm-hmm. now, um, Arizona has, t- is, has 
has beaten you know all their division games they've won it's the only team in this division that's two and zero against division opponents and so um, yeah that's where i'm like you know when it comes you know arizona seattle this year may be our you know seattle san francisco of last year and then i think i think arizona has a lot of great pieces to where they could maybe mm-hmm. eventually lead in this division the problem is yeah. is russell wilson <laughs> and we've talked yeah. about russell especially me big fanboy of, of russell wilson and the things he's able to do and the wins he's able to mm-hmm. get his teams to where they should have no business in winning so um yeah, yeah i it, it's it's a crazy division um uh, and so you know if you were if i'm still forced to pick one i'm still picking seattle but but arizona yeah. i mean they're starting to figure some things out um, and they're kind of one of those teams if they can get pressure on Seattle because they could keep up with you offensive wise um, as long as they give mm. you know Kyler some help. Yeah, um, I was talking to some people on uh, Twitter um, this week, and um, one thing that I brought up um, was this Seattle team is fantastic. Their their offense is. Great, and this is something we could probably go into more depth on a later show, but um, I see a lot of similarities to the 2018 Chiefs with this Seattle team. Um, Explosive offense, one of the best offenses in the NFL. Um, Russell's having an MVP season, but their defense can't stop a cold. And I, and I, I wanted to just break down the 2018 Chiefs defense to the 2020 uh, Seattle defense, and their numbers are very similar. And so my thing is, is um, as of like the numbers as of right now, you know, we'll obviously have a better, bigger picture by the end of the year, just comparing them. But, um, and so that's one thing that I, I, I'm having a hard time buying into Seattle right now because, their 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 similarities are so much to the 2018 Chiefs to where you know ultimately the 2018 Chiefs went to the AFC Championship and came up short against the Patriots and I I see that with this Seattle team because in the playoffs like Seattle's going to play some tough NFC division or uh tough NFC opponents yeah. You know, you're going to run into the Saints eventually. Yeah. You might run into Arizona eventually. Like you know, you at Green Bay, like you're going to have these explosive offenses. And I don't know if that defense can stop any of these other offenses. And so I see a lot of similarities. And like I said, we can break those numbers down on a later show, um, you know, for everybody. But I I think that's one thing to look at is like, yeah, they're going to run through the regular season. But, you know, in the playoffs, it's a different ball game. And I'm kind of afraid because I want Russell. I think Russell is one of the MVP candidates. He's he's had some uh, a couple bad games these last couple weeks, but I'm I'm so afraid that he's going to win this MVP and then he's going to have an early exit in the in the playoffs because of his defense, you know. And that just that sucks for him because I love Russell Wilson. Like there's nothing to hate about Russell Wilson and I want to see him, you know, be one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time and win championships and, you know, play in these big games. 
but I have a feeling that that defense is going to let him down at the end of this season. And that's so. So, that's so just, you're, as a football fan, I, I I hate that for him. So your warning to the Seahawks defenses: don't go offsides. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't don't you know, don't, don't defort uh, it. Don't pull don't, a defort. <laughs> Uh, lots of tears. Um, <laughs> your your emotions are not ready yeah. for that. And one Seattle fan's like, "All right, so uh, in 2021, we're gonna our defense is vastly gonna improve, and we're gonna win the Super Bowl. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I mean, if you're watching, uh, maybe. Um, you got Russell. I, you know. I mean, and here, yeah. I mean, I and and they're you know, and, and DK Metcalf and TJ Lockett, man, they've really come on as, as their wide receiver, like especially DK Metcalf. Yeah. My goodness. <laughs> I yeah. would not want to go. I, if I was a cornerback facing him, man, I'd want nothing of DK Metcalf. My no. goodness. Is he a nah. handful? Just let him, yeah, just let, it go. let him, like, that's just what I feel like him. some of his like, man, I was like, I, <laughs> I can't hit this man anymore. It's like literally yeah. like you talk about brick wall. I mean, that's what DK Metcalf mm-hmm. is, man. So, yeah, I've started calling him the Dark Knight Metcalf. Yeah, you know, just he's, he's the Batman on that field. Crazy. Uh, and I think in, man, two, three, four at the most, I think that's going to be one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, yeah. bar none. Probably the highest paid at that point. Uh, yeah, yeah. DK, man, they, they found something. They found something and, in him and you for know, the sure. Reason, you know, me and me and you want Arizona to succeed is we want you know number eleven Larry Fitzgerald to, you know, uh, yes, eventually to get himself a ring. But, and you know, I was watching Larry, ring. man, like, and I know he's been like this his whole entire career, but that man don't he don't he just doesn't drop anything. <laughs> it's no. like it's yeah, guaranteed, and they're still the don't, like he is still like dom like he is still a key aspect to their offense. Like, especially on Sunday, yeah. they were like, uh, everything was kind of, you know, blocking wise, you know, scheming him open in the slot. Uh, there's, they were still, I mean, yeah. Larry is still like, that's why they call him yeah. ageless Larry Fitzgerald, man. But, uh, like he doesn't have that breakaway speed anymore, but they changed his game and he changed his game. He's a possession yeah. receiver now. And like, if you need a first down, look yeah, look for number eleven. Yeah. Like it's it's really that simple. And then you got Hopkins on the yep. other side, and it's, that offense and for Arizona, Kirk. I I love it. Yeah, you got Kirk, and I mean, um, I don't, I can't really, I can't name a running back for him. Um, but it, I I love that offense. Uh, Kenyon Drake. Um, I. I don't sleep on the Cardinals. I mean, I, I feel like I say this every year because I, I, I would say like Chiefs are obviously my team, but um, I would say if I had an NFC team, I, I that, it would always since yeah. that uh, Super Bowl against the Steelers, I think I've always just kind of rooted for the Cardinals for whatever reason. After the hard that, thing with Arizona is just you know like they showed on on Sunday, it's just you know they lose the close games, they get yeah. they, they get blown out in games, and it's just like. You, you look at them on paper and you're just trying to figure it out because they've got tremendous mm-hmm. pieces on even both sides of the ball, you know? And so yeah. I just, I just, I, I, as a team, I can't figure them out. Like, and that's the reason I, I kind of picked to Miami was their, their defense is starting to figure out. 
Like you, I mean, yeah. And I know it was a high scoring game, but you know, they're Miami's still young, talented defense on the up. And then you've got mm-hmm. Tua. Uh, you know, the other reason they're like we talked about last week, there has to be more of a reason why they switched him. And he and they started to show yeah. that he started to show that on Sunday was like we know what Ryan can get us to, and he's phenomenal. But there's a whole nother mm-hmm. ceiling that Tua Tua is capable of. And I think you saw flashes yeah. of that on Sunday. And so um so that's where I'm at with Arizona. It's just I, I don't know who who we see on Sundays, and so that's why I'll always go with Seattle, just because mm-hmm. you know in those moments like Russell Wilson has really never had a tremendous like blowout or bad moment, you know, and these in these yeah. big games I can't really recall any. I don't know if you can, mm-hmm. where we were just like, yeah, Russell had a bad game, and most of these games, you know, it's been defensive slugfests where. You know, Russell's trying, but he still had a decent game, and it wasn't really Russell's fault that they lost, you know, so. Russell, Russell's bad games are a good game to most quarterbacks, yeah. Yeah. you know, and so it's hard to grade him on, um, you know, when it comes to that. Um, I'm sure he's had a bad game where he threw more interceptions than he, he did touchdowns, right. where he didn't throw very many yards. I'm sure he's had them, but. Um, overall, like when you look at Russell Wilson, um, yeah, his, his bad games are a good game to most quarterbacks. And, um, I, and I just, like, like I said earlier, man, I love that guy. Like he's just, just a athlete. Like when they asked him, like, do you take any days off? Like, nah, he, he works out 24 seven in the off season. He doesn't take days off because this is his life. This like he he think, uh, beautiful family, yeah, I, but this is I his read, life. I was and it shows that or, or something that somebody put up. He spends like a million dollars just to get him prepared to be a quarterback. You know, with chefs mm-hmm. and you know uh, personal fit trainers yeah. and things. So I mean, that would be nice for anybody. But if if if, if you're yeah. trying to be the best you can in your particular craft, you know, I mean. It's that, the that's cost. not in my budget, uh, yeah. though. Oh, man. It's like, I got $2. <laughs> I'll give you $2 yeah. for that. All right. What can I yeah. get for $2? So, um, so, I don't know if you ever ask, who do you like in this division coming out? Who do you like taking, you know, number one when it's all said and done? Man. I, I still have to – I love Arizona, and I love – everything about them. I feel like they're a more complete team than Seattle. Um, but Seattle still has Russell Wilson. And so I have to just, I have to go Seattle, um, just because of Russell Wilson. And then you've got that monster at wide receiver and DK Madcalf. And so, um, I, I gotta go Seattle and then Arizona getting a wild card. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you'll definitely, yeah. And, um, you could see a, I, well, I was going to say you could see possibly three, but based on some of the other divisions, I think you only get two out of the, out of the West. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. We've had, we've seen a lot of things, uh, happen to sports lately because of COVID, but in particular this week, it seems to be affecting the NCAA even more so. Um, especially, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to, I mean, I know it's happening all over the, 
NCAA, but especially we'll look at the SEC, um, some of the things that have been going on. Um, a lot of games have been postponed. Uh, Georgia versus uh, Mizzou, Bama versus LSU, Auburn has paused all their activities, haven't so they've postponed Auburn versus uh, Mississippi State. Um, and so Ohio State and Maryland is canceled. Okay. Yeah, so we're seeing a lot of these postponements and cancellations. And so we kind of knew that they would maybe happen. But um, mm-hmm. but my question is, my biggest thought in all of this is, what do, then how do we consider playoffs? So, like, for example, just because uh, just I've been thinking about this L- Alabama-LSU matchup, uh, LSU already ha- has already postponed a game against Florida, and they've already had to reschedule that game. So it already is limiting, you know, when they can replay, um, you know, mm-hmm. Alabama versus LSU. My question mm-hmm. is, it really doesn't benefit Alabama to play any more games because we're already seeing Big Ten, Pac-12 teams that have just started play, and we already see Ohio State at number three. So what would yeah. be the benefit for these teams to go ahead and play? What I, you know, what I would like to see is, you know, uh, is maybe the NCAA, the committee come out and say, hey, we will heavily recognize that these SEC teams have played, literally played more games, and that will go into factoring our playoffs. Because, like, if Ohio yeah. State only played seven games and they're like, we're still in the playoffs, then why does it really matter if they play any more or any less games? For Alabama, you could just go ahead and cancel this game because it doesn't really help you. Unless, yeah. unless they say, hey, we recognize a 9-1 Bama or, nine and, or an 8-2 Alabama still needs to be in the playoffs. So... Um, mm-hmm. that that is kind of my questioning and my thoughts. What are your kind of thoughts about this, Jamie? <sighs> this one, this one's hard. Um, you know, because I, I agree with you that you know, um, because they're because the Big Ten started late, and so they're automatically not going to have more games, play more games than um, the SEC, and so yeah, I mean. If, if, if the NCAA can, I would like them to see if they could push bowls, the bowl games back and maybe make up a couple of these games at the end of the year. Um, but at like you said, though, like, you know, if if Alabama don't doesn't play this game, I don't it doesn't really affect them at all, you know. Um, and so I, I still see. Teams are going to get screwed no matter what. There's going to yeah. be a team that might have more wins than some of these, um, the top four, but they're not going to make the playoffs. And, you know, that that, that happens no matter what um, every year. Um, you always see a team kind of in the middle of the pack in the rankings, and people argue that they should be up there in the playoffs. But it – so teams are going to get screwed no matter what. What you have to do is you have to um, really decide, all right, these teams 
um, whether Alabama plays LSU or not, um, do they still belong number one? And the answer to that is yes. Um, Ohio State, less games, do they still belong in the top four? Yes. And you you just do the best that you can because we're in a very <laughs> uncharted territory um, and the NCAA is definitely yeah. an uncharted territory with all this right now. And so you're just going to have to do the best that you can do. Um, as long as the playoffs stay um, competitive, I don't care um, if there's a 5-0 and team in the playoffs. As long as they stay competitive, that's all I care about. Um, and the NCAA has its work cut out for them because, you know, you're going to have to figure out um, how, where – if you're just postponing this game, where are you going to put it? Yeah. You know, and so – um, if they can push bowl, bowl games back um, a week or two, then put these postponed games there. Um, if you don't think you can, and just cancel it, um, and we'll figure out, you know, figure it out as you go. Um, it, it's definitely, man. This is it's a mess. I mean, because there's yeah. some teams and the top four teams, like right now, because Alabama's undefeated, it really doesn't benefit them to play. But a team that benefits to yeah. keep playing is a team like, I'd say, like Florida, who's on the outside kind of looking mm-hmm. in to the top four because they're only lost yeah. right now. They only, uh, you know, are a you know four-point loss to Texas A&M, who's number five. You know, Florida's number six, yeah. you know. Um, and, and, uh, and I think, and I want to say... Um, same thing for Texas A&M. I can't remember if they've only lost one game too. So my question is, yeah. these teams that have, like a Texas A&M and a Florida, they said, hey, we only lost one game, but we had to play more games in Ohio State. Like, yeah, do they do they get to leapfrog Ohio State? The other thing is, is like you look at Clemson. You know, I mean. Mm-hmm. You know, Texas A&M, in my opinion, has had a far more tougher schedule than, you know, than Clemson, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And Texas A&M's at number five. Yeah. Same with Florida, you know. Uh, and, and so uh, it, it's a huge question near the end. But right now, if I'm sitting at Alabama and they're really, you know, promoting, you know, as soon as the Big, the Big Ten schools came in, they ranked them super high without even playing yet. Alabama sits there and be like, yeah. well, can't really knock us, you know, because you mm-hmm. uh, uh, for not playing because you didn't knock them for yeah. not playing. So, uh, yeah. but teams like Florida and Texas A and M, this becomes a huge question because uh, because in my yeah. opinion, my opinion, you need to reward the teams that have played. Now I know I know big, yeah. and the other thing was kind of what you brought up too was um do you schedule and and i agree with you i think you schedule back a month to get some games in uh and yeah uh, because or or and and that's what i i struggled with with the big 10 and pac 12 coming in late you know uh because Mm -hmm. there are clear teams that have played more games you know and i think yeah I, i i think what I would have been okay with was either the SEC, you know, saying we're only going to play eight games or we're only, you know, each big power five came out and said, you know, big, big 10, if you're coming in, 
you still have to play 10 games and we're going to extend the season mm-hmm. by a month. What's difficult yeah. with college football and college sports in particular is that this also revolves around an academic year and other sports going on at these schools. So that's what makes yeah. it tricky with extending these seasons out. Plus, you're also looking at, you know, 2021. How does it affect, you know, that yeah. school year as well? So there's yeah. a lot of things, but I don't know. I And just in my opinion, I, I think if you've played more games and you're a 9-1 and SEC team, like a Texas A&M, and you've said we've lost mm-hmm. to Alabama, but we've beaten number six mm-hmm. floor. We've beaten all these other top twenty-five ranked teams. I yeah, I would be more in favor for them to play in them than a, a Clemson or Ohio State. You know, uh, but you 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 hate to say for a team to be punished for getting COVID. You know, because it's yeah, not yeah, yeah, their yeah. fault um, that yeah. they had. So you hate to say it, but. At the same time, if somebody has played all their games, has a better record, has played a tougher schedule, they deserve to leapfrog you, you know. And so, yeah, I, I would say that um, again, you hate you hate to punish a team in the rankings for getting COVID, um, but this is a com- competitive yeah. sport, you know. This is people's lives and jobs on the line, and you really can't um, play the pity card. You you got it. You know, if this team has played harder, has a better record, they deserve to be higher in the rankings. And, I mean, it, it sounds harsh, but um, I would, yeah, if they're not able to make up these games, can't push the season, uh, extend the season a little bit, then, yeah, I, I think the teams that um, have played um, and have the better record, I, I believe they should uh, leapfrog some of these teams that haven't. Yeah. So, so. I mean, it's it's interesting questions, you know, you know I am glad for the fact, you know, we are in the playoff era and we do have people mm-hmm. actually picking these top 4 teams. Uh yeah. but you know, the, there's a lot of like there's a lot of I don't know, it seems like there's a little bit of politics going on near the end, you know, cuz you see the yeah. top programs kind of making their case of why they should be a playoff team, you know. Yeah. Uh, and so you're going to start seeing more and more of that, but man, this it makes it all tricky, you know. And then it makes mm-hmm. it tricky for Definitely. me to like say, hey, like, it, you know, it. I mean, but in reality, you know, for like Alabama, who's sitting at number one, and who's who's a playoff team, right? Anybody who's a playoff team right now, really doesn't benefit them to, uh, to uh, reschedule a game, because they're already showing yeah. that it 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 doesn't matter. So. It's just it's just a tough just a tough thought you know um, trying to yeah. navigate all that so um, so moving on the best and worst things that we saw from the week and some matchups that we are looking forward to uh, you know I, I guess uh, we'll start this week with with our worst because uh, uh, okay. you know there's a lot to you know for me to you know on my end to get into is. And honestly, it was the Tampa Bay performance for me uh, because of just it, it just shocked me at, at how how much they got dominated in every 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 single phase. It wasn't just the offense. It was it was special. To, it was everything. 
It was horrible yeah. to watch. And the thing was, yeah. Tampa Bay was at home. They were at yeah. home. They had already lost to the Saints in their first game. So to come out mm-hmm. that flat and not prepared, it it baffled me. Like, um, just, yeah. it, it, you know, and, and people are like, was it Tom Brady? And I was like, it wasn't Tom, Tom Brady, like, was getting pushed off the line within the first two seconds. Mm-hmm. He had to make a decision while he's got defenders all around him at that point. Like, that offensive line played yeah. horribly for him. Um, and, and you can't, if if a guy who just got in a training camp, who just got to learn the offense, if he's starting to get the most target, I'm talking about Antonio Brown, if he's getting targeted mm-hmm. that much, that should tell you something about the other, you know, wide receivers and, and your tight ends in your room. Because Antonio yeah, Brown yeah. just coming off, you know, just looking for a team shouldn't be your, in my opinion, shouldn't be your number one option coming into that game. Now, moving yeah. forward, I, I could see that, but there was, it could, I could definitely tell there wasn't uh, any chemistry, continuity, nothing got moving for them offensively. Like, mm-hmm. even, even defensively, the Saints just were like, we're going to do what we want to do. Like, we, yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, it was sloppy, uh, you know, because it was raining too. I mean, everything about it, mm-hmm. everything about it, it was sloppy. And the thing was, it shocked everybody because everybody had picked Tampa Bay going into that because the Saints hadn't shown yep. that they were this dominant either. This was the first time we're like, wow, mm-hmm. the Saints are good. And yeah, and, and till up to this game, they had been up and down, you know. And then even people were saying that the Saints were floundering and weren't going to lead this division. Like Tampa Bay is taking over this division and they're like, hold on a minute. Um, yeah, we still got your breeze. Yeah. And, and everything else. <laughs> got got yeah. everything else, you know, um, <laughs> you know, their ball boy was probably better on Sunday, you know? So probably, uh, yeah, it was just, it was, I mean, it just shocked me at how bad Tampa Bay played. But, you know, I also began to think, too, you know, Tom Brady almost every season or maybe every every other season, he almost seems to, like, have one of these games where they absolutely get blown out. Like, like mm-hmm. I, I've seen that from Tom Brady where it's, like, shocking. Like, how are you that bad this game? It's yeah. like, I think even, like, one time when he was uh, playing your Chiefs, uh, I think they even benched him at one point. Yeah, so I mean, it was uh, 2014. Yeah, so I mean, it's not unheard of that he plays, you know, this or the whole team plays that poorly. But it was just, yeah, I, I, you know, I was, I was pretty happy with, with my picks. I mean, I'd only, you know, uh, picked one game wrong up to that point, and then the last game I picked really, really wrong. You know, so, um, yeah, it was just shocking just to see, uh in every phase of the game get dominated by the saints. It was crazy. Yeah. I don't know if you had any thoughts. Uh, and that's actually who I picked for my worst man, um, was the, the bucks and, um, man, this was the first time in Brady's career that he had been swept by, by a team. And, um, Brady, I would say Brady after that game, walking back to his locker room, i Man, you know he misses the AFC East right now. Like, he played the Dolphins, the Jets, and the Bills twice a year. Like, and now you're playing, you know, Saints twice a year. I, 
Yeah, I mean, I echo everything she said. Uh, that was just really shocking. I think everybody, uh, even everybody, all the analysts picked Tampa Bay across the board. Yeah. We picked Tampa Bay. Um, that was just a really shocking game. And, um, you know, it, it just, I I think <laughs> I expected way more from that team. And I'm kind of questioning Bruce Arians um, at the moment. And I, I've never done that because I, I, I love him as a coach. But he... He said uh, yesterday or the day before that um, Antonio Brown wasn't supposed to get that many uh, reps and his numbers will be down um, going forward. I, I don't agree with that um, because I think AB was probably the best receiver that you had that night. Um, I would say most consistent, but... I'm really questioning everything that's in that's going on in Tampa Bay now. And like you said, Brady has games like this, I would say, every season, at least once, where he just gets dominated. Tampa Bay is going to be in the playoffs this year. Yeah. Um, so we're not we're not saying that. But I'm I'm questioning their injuries, um, though, are starting to rack up. Arians. Uh, there's yeah. a lot yeah. of people who may not have like a season ending, but they've got a lot of people who seem to be a lot of major pieces that seem like they're hurt almost every game. So injury yeah. may be the biggest downfall to this Tampa Bay t- in my opinion. But anyways, what were you saying, bro? Yeah. I, I'm just, I'm really questioning Bruce Arians uh, right now um, as the head coach of that team. Um, you know, because he's been very all season. I've just kind of looked it off, but he's been very contradictive of Tom Brady, um, and I'm kind of wondering if he even really wanted Brady there, um, and how much of that was ownership over him. And so, I don't know. I I feel like they're 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 unraveling a little bit. Um, I definitely tell Brady's never been in a situation like this. Um, Cause you know, in, in new England craft, Belichick, Brady, like that's your, that's your ownership right there. And so, and they worked as a very well oiled machine. And I feel like in Tampa Bay, everybody start still trying to get to know each other and everybody's starting to kind of button heads on who the leader of this ship is. And yeah. um, I, I really, like I said, they're going to be in the playoffs. I don't expect much more from them after that. Um, just because, like you, like Saints, yeah, Saints had not put up a game like this all season. And so is that just the Saints getting hot at the right time? Or is that the Bucks are not as good as what we thought they were? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, that, that was definitely um, not the worst thing because, you know, uh, the Saints are uh, the Saints, but um, it was definitely the most surprising uh, thing that I saw last weekend. So, um, but I mean, do you have anything yeah, else? No, I mean, I, it, it's hard for me to just, I, I think for me to pinpoint anything at this point, um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because part of what's crazy about part of uh, Tom Brady's contract is that he does have roster say he does have roster input like he as part of his contract yeah. does have input on who gets uh who who is on the team and that's part of the reason mm-hmm. why Antonio Brown is even on that team 
You know, and I had, you yeah. know, Bruce Arians, even before they had said this throughout the game, was he was like, no, I don't want A.B. on this team. Uh, and then, you know, they said, I talked to A.B., I think he's a different man, you know, but but they may mm. not even have A.B. for the rest of the season based on some of the allegations against him, so they may only get him for yeah. a couple games. Uh, but yeah. um, what's, what's interesting is they've got a lot of, a lot of personalities that they've got to deal with on this team just based on because you know they got Gronkowski, AB, they brought in Fournette, they got a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of talent. Uh, Mike Evans, they got a lot of people to try and keep happy somehow, um, on that team. So, yeah, um, yeah, the Tampa is is going to be a hard one, I think, this whole season to put it you know, figure out because you know, they'll have games like they did against Green Bay where they look like, hey. Maybe the top ten in the NFL, yeah. you know, top team of the NFC, you know, and then have a game against mm-hmm. the Saints where they're like, "Oh, that's the worst <laughs> thing I've ever seen," <laughs> you know. So yeah, uh, it's yeah, Tampa's really really tricky this year, you know. And and the week before, I was like, "Man, Bill really misses Tom," and now this week, everybody's like, "Man, Tom really misses Bill," you know. So this whole season's yeah. gonna keep keep that whole storyline is gonna keep you know playing out. So it's 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 interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess the best thing was that I'll have to give credit, and this this hurts to my core giving them any sort of credit, because uh, I just I just I don't know what it is, but I do not like Notre Dame, like, and we talked about this last <laughs> week, but I've got to give them a yeah. lot of credit for how they came and played against Clemson. Um, a lot of question marks that I had had. Uh, they answered, um, and I hadn't really watched them until the Clemson game, but they have gotten a lot more talent, especially in the defensive trenches um, and some of their offensive, but especially I could tell on defense, seemed like they had a little bit more like SEC-type athletes on that Notre Dame defense. Um, mm-hmm. And it really wasn't, uh, you know, it really wasn't on DJ. Like it really wasn't the backup that Clemson lost. Like, um, you know, they're the whole, you know, the, the whole team seemed flat. The whole team at times got, you know, dominated by this uh, Notre Dame defense. And, and to be honest with you, I think even if Trevor Lawrence would have played, you may have seen the same outcome. I'm not saying that it, you know, isn't out of the realm of possibility that would be different because Trevor Lawrence is Trevor Lawrence. Uh, but yeah. Notre Dame really did play an extremely, you know, strong game, um, you know, um, and uh, I know that um, that um, that they're very much looking forward to getting Trevor back, uh, just in some scenarios where they're mm. needing to convert third downs and things like that. He's very he's it's it's Trevor Lawrence, so <laughs> yeah. um, you know. Give credit to Clemson, you know, not having your best player, you know, 40 to 47. So it's very respectable the way that they played and the way that especially their offense played. I mean, the bigger question is, is, man, the Clemson defense, which used to be one of your strengths, is in every single game this season, you know, besides Georgia Tech, um, you know, have, have really struggled this year. And so... Uh, I think Clemson has a lot of flaws um, that Trevor Lawrence helps, you know, mask, you know. So, uh, but uh, anyways, just Notre Dame, I mean, they they may be for real this year. (laughs) Um, And 
Yeah. And to me, I don't see them really um, getting a loss uh, between now and playoffs. So you'll probably see a Notre Dame versus Ohio State, you know, uh, if, if the yeah. rankings stay the way that they are. So just, yeah, just credit to Notre Dame and what they were able to do against Clemson. Um, and just kind of interested to see uh, what these two teams will look like moving forward. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Um, uh, for me, the best thing um, that I saw was uh, Pittsburgh coming uh, dealing with adversity like they were. Like Ben Ben got hurt, um, and they were still and he left, and then he came back, scored a touchdown. They won a close game. They won a close game that everybody thought they were going to blow out you know, against Dallas. Um, but they just showed that, you know, they're deserving of their record. Um, looking at their schedule, you know, they've had a lot of close games this year. Um, but um, this one I, it really stuck out to me because, um, you know, Dallas uh, is kind of limping, <laughs> to say the least. And, um, you know, they, they made it competitive. And uh, Pittsburgh was still able to, you know, win um and you know ben on basically one leg was able to win um and that just goes to show like this this steelers team man um ben there's no i in team but um <laughs> there is a, a roethlisberger there's, there's an e in ten team <laughs> <laughs> Big there <ben>. you go <laughs> and so <laughs> Uh, you know, we, we've seen in the past that this Steelers team isn't very good if Ben's not on the field. And, um, you know, he, he, he proved that, um, that he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL um, and just um, <laughs> unbreakable. Like, that. that's just kind of what I just kept saying whenever I was watching this game was he's just so unbreakable. Like, you can take his leg out, he's still going to throw a touchdown on you. And... Um, I really like that, um, the resilience in this team, because um, that's what you got to figure out. If you're, you know, they're one of the hottest teams right now in the NFL, and um, you got to figure out, you know, not every game is going to be a blowout. You got to win these games by a field goal. You got to win these games by uh, a couple scores. Like, you, that's what you got to do. And, you know, they, they proved that. Um, and uh, upset-minded Cowboys took them to their limit, and they still came out on top. And um, I think that's a that's a good uh, what Tyron Matthew said last year um, during the Chiefs run was that's a championship mentality, championship swagger, and that's what they showed in Dallas was championship mentality. And I, I thought that was great. Um, you know, they're definitely gonna go go far, maybe even all the way. Um, and so that was definitely my best thing that I saw, uh, last weekend. Yeah. And yeah. And it, it, it's a tough one. Uh, cause as we said in this show, you know, I big Steelers fan. Um, it's just, I, I, and what's crazy is I, I, I didn't know this until they were announcing it during the game that, you know, this is the first time in the entire franchise that the team's gone eight. No. So I, you know, mm. thinking about all these great Steelers teams, I was like, man, that's that's incredible. Uh, you know, so that's yeah. an accomplishment. Uh, you know, and uh, the cow, you know, but the Cowboys seem to have life again on Sunday with Garrett Gilbert, uh, you yeah. know, out of nowhere. And Garrett, but Garrett played a great game. Um, I'd be like, man, keep that, keep that. I mean, and the Cowboys looked like 
they 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 were ready to play. I mean, it was the first really for me the first time I'd seen them being like, man, these mm-hmm. guys are wanting to play. Like they've got a squad that yeah. is starting starting to get together, you know. And so, um, I'll be interested to see what the Cowboys do because I feel like with Garrett Gilbert, <laughs> you never would have thought this year that a man named no. Garrett Gilbert from Texas days. <laughs> you know what's interesting? So Garrett Gilbert. Uh, so Alabama's first national championship game uh, back in 2009. So Colt McCoy gets hurt, and Garrett Gilbert was the quarterback that came in and in the national championship. Um, so and mm. then started for Texas. You know the you know the next couple of years. So um, so I knew that kind of past history with him. So it was just interesting. I was like, man, and and he played. Uh, for uh, the American Alliance team, Apollos. So um, that's why, yeah. he, you know, made his... So uh, impressed with what Gilbert was able to do. It looks like a really good option moving forward for him. Um, you know, the Steelers, I I got to say, the, the biggest question mark I have is the, the best team that you've played to this point is the Ravens. And there were some times where you probably should have lost that game. Uh, yeah, and and this week, you know, they've got big, they they've really probably had the easiest schedule in the NFL. Um, but it also shown that you know if they have good, a decent, decent, decent enough quarterback play to not turn over the ball mm-hmm. and get you down the field, that they'll win games uh, with that offense yeah. and with that defense. So, uh, Big Ben getting hurt and banged up was not not good for this team. Um, no, you know, uh, and, uh, yeah, but I, and I do agree with you. You've got to have these wins where you've got to come back or look like you have a huge possibility of losing. You've got to, you got to, you know, each championship team has to come back and, and win these types of game, especially if you're mm-hmm. a Chiefs fan, you have to do that in every game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you got to go down yeah. by 24 points and come back and win. Um, <laughs> That'll make it interesting. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> you know, I've I've got you know I'm I'm a happy Steelers fan, but I'm at the same time a reluctant Steelers fan because just their mm. schedule. I haven't like the most impressive win that you have is barely beating the Ravens. That's about mm. it, and and in my yeah. opinion, the Steelers were a little flat, especially in that first half of that Cowboys game really came on in the second half to to get them over the top. They they really started to become more dominant in the second half. Um and it really seemed and that's what kind of got them to that 24-19. But yeah, it was it was yeah. good. It was good seeing that. It was, it was good. It's good seeing Juju and Clay, you know, Juju starting to get in the swing of things because he's got Claypool now getting some of that pressure off mm-hmm. of him. And yeah, I'm super yeah. super excited about Chase Claypool. He is coming on yes. very very strong. So um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, some other matchups to look uh, out for um, this week. Let's see, can I pull that over? Um, you know, especially when we're looking at the the uh, NFL, um, kind of a. A little bit of a slow week, I guess. Uh, not nothing really strikes me as this is a you know must watch game. I think the Chiefs are in a bye week this week. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, yeah. I 
man, this one's tough. I mean, they're real. I mean, the I mean, Chargers. I guess the Chargers, Miami. That... Chargers, Miami yeah. is honestly, you know, looking at this is interesting. Buffalo, Arizona. You know, we've been talking about mm. the AFC West is interesting. Um, but those are really the two that stick out to me the most. Uh, what games do you have that stick out to you, Jamie? I didn't, with all the cancellations and postponements in college football, I didn't see any that were really like must watches. Obviously, I'm going to be watching the Hurricanes, but um, good, for me good in the NFL, yeah, yeah Virginia Tech, yeah, Miami, Michigan um, State, Indiana, that'll be a good one too. Yeah. Yeah, um, but for me in the NFL, um, I'm going to be watching the Broncos-Raiders game. The Raiders have been coming on pretty strong the last couple weeks, and um, they're trying to separate themselves um, and get ready for a, a angry Chiefs team coming off a bye um, since the Raiders the only team that's beat us this year. Um, and then Chargers-Dolphins, Bills-Cardinals, I think could be a good game. And I'll be watching uh, Seahawks and Rams. Uh, since we just talked about the NFC West, I think that would be a good game after um, the Seahawks uh, lost last week um, to the Bills. Um, so, yeah, I, I some good games. Um, college football-wise, I didn't I mean, didn't see any that really caught my eye. Um as must watches Wisconsin, Michigan, Michigan, I think is about to fire Harbaugh <laughs> um, probably at the end of this year. So, yeah. you know, I think that's going to be a man, desperate Michigan uh, team. It's hard, man. Cause I, I never, I mean, I guess I, I kind of saw it coming, but man, he, what's weird about Harbaugh was he actually got some good talent in Michigan. I mean, he did some good things for the program. Yeah. So um, he just couldn't, couldn't get any of the big wins. Couldn't, couldn't get together for those. Yeah. And you've got to, you gotta be Ohio State and Michigan State. You can't, especially yeah. You yep. gotta. He couldn't. He should. He shouldn't have lost to Michigan State this year. You know, and he couldn't have lost that. No, so I think that's kind of the tipping point. You know, for him. Um, I guess. Uh, Arkansas and Florida might be a good game yeah, too. Yeah, if they to actually watch. have it. Yeah, so Franks. That, yeah, that game's kind of in question. Uh, but yeah, no Art. Franks playing his old team. Yeah, and Arkansas's so. been having a good season because. You know, uh, last week winning, and then, you know, they didn't win any SEC games, and now they're, um, I believe, like four, four and four, and four. they're um, three and three, but it's still, still a good promise uh, because, like I said, last year they didn't, or the years before they didn't have any SEC wins, and they've already beat Mississippi State, uh, Mississippi, and Tennessee. So, um, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So, yeah. So if, if the game holds out, it, it would probably be a pretty good game. So uh, yeah. that's about it that we have for this week. Uh, let us always know on the Facebook comments, anything. Let us know what you guys are thinking as well. Um, you can watch mm-hmm. this on YouTube. Listen to us like maybe you are right now on podcasts through Spotify and Google Podcasts. Um, and just invite people to. Have uh, about an hour of just talking about sports to join in to the Pipkin and Turnbull show. So uh, with that, we will see you guys next week.